ready to get real? Do you wish that for once we can have honest and real conversations about sex, relationships, body image, and yes, our mothers? Well then, welcome to the Just Be You RBU podcast, where we can have open and real conversations about life's challenges. I have the world's best and brightest coaches, motivational gurus, and experts. They share with us their knowledge and wisdom so that we can get our sh** together and become the best and most authentic versions of ourselves. I am your host, Danny McDonald, and welcome. I am super excited to have Ashley Brown as my guest for the podcast. Ashley is the creator of the Millennial Maverick Circle, and today's topic, um, we're just going to be talking about basically how to step into your passion and into your talents in a much bigger way. So welcome, Ashley. I'm super excited to have you here today. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So we were discussing a little bit beforehand. Um, it's really interesting. Um, and if you can just kind of talk me into this whole uh, creator of the Millennial Maverick Circle, what does that mean? And how long have you, got, have you been doing it? Sure, yeah. Um, well, it has been an idea that has been uh, taking form in my head for a really long time, I'd say about four years. Um, and I had initially called it something else. Um, and it's really, it's the name was, was at the core of the type of person that I am and also the type of people that I work with. So it was called multi hyphenate first or the multi hyphenate. And I was like, Oh, brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, when I initially was talking to people about it and, uh, running it by them, they were like, Hmm. Oh, the multi-hyphenate. I don't know. Can you explain that again? Well, what do you mean? Are you sure? You should be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and all of these things that really discouraged me from following through on it. And, um, you know, this type of person back then wasn't as, I think, celebrated and like popular mm-hmm. <laughs> as, um, you know, as they are now. Um, so this person these days we hear about, um, the buzzword multi-passionate mm-hmm. and that's exactly who I was talking about. I wanted to reach, um, multi-passionate creative women, uh, who were finding themselves either pigeonholed into one thing. Um, that's like how it started. And then as my vision got bigger and bigger and grew into something more mature, um, really it was about the multi-passionate creative who perhaps um, has been suppressed. Um, You know, they've suppressed their creativity. They've suppressed their their talents that they have because they've been shamed into doing it. Mm. Um, You know, or they thought, oh, well, you know, my parents made me go to school for this thing and, you know, I don't want to disappoint them. I want to make them so proud. And so they have put these self-imposed shackles on themselves because they are living somebody else's life. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, they're not using their talents, their skills, um, you know, the, they're not going after their passions and their causes. So I I was talking to young women. I've been talking to young women for a long time and this Mm -hmm. is an issue. It's been a growing issue. And so I finally decided to 
do the market research for it and um, take that on. Oh, I love it. And I love how um, you you really describe it because I think that it, it does happen, right? And I think it yeah. happens from generation to generation. And I think that for the first time, um, the younger generation is really stepping forward and really yeah. saying, you know, I don't, I'm not going to just take a nine to five job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I actually am really lucky. Um, I don't have the struggle of, of parents sort of sparring with me about this. Um, they've always been like, Hey, if the nine to five is not your dream, don't take it. Um, <laughs> that is <laughs> so great. Kind of, I love that. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum, but, um, you know, as for a lot of the other, uh, women that I speak to, and it's not just women, it's young men as well. Um, you know, they, they don't have that same blessing. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, so, um, I think a lot of people need help with not the creativity side, not the skills side. I'm not giving anyone their passion that, that I'm not igniting in them. They already have it. It's really just bringing it out in a way that they can make uh, a purposeful profit from what they're doing. Mm. Um, you know, so that they, they can wake up every morning and be like, Oh my God, like, yes. Mm. You know, they might be working, um, you know, they might be working every hour for themselves, but that's meaningful work. So, um, I would rather help them towards that and have them wake up really happy and fulfilled, um, than going to the nine to five, making amazing money, but feeling empty inside. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah I think that it's really important. I think it's, it's, and it's also important to kind of step into, um, step into that. So how would you advise somebody who's, you know, our listeners to that are finding themselves and maybe not in that age range or maybe it is in that age age range right in the, mm. the millennial or but I think it kind of translates your message really translates um you know in every single aspect right yeah yeah <laughs> definitely so, so how would you um or what would you start by saying to them um it was the first step of kind of recognizing that um that they need to work with somebody Ah, oh, that they need to work with someone. Well, I think that, um, you know, as, as a coach, like our guiding principle, right. is like, you have all the answers. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, that's nothing that I'm there to actually put together, but I think that you do need to start working with someone when you've had all these amazing ideas. I mean, you're just like bubbling over and you feel excited about, you know, the prospect of all of this, but, um, time and time again, you know, you, you get to January 1st when we all do that reset and you're like, Oh, I didn't do it again. You know, um, if you find yourself cowering in fear to, to come forward and talk to your family about it, right. Then you're, you're looking for permission. Um, and so these things that don't get started over and over again, because of the fear, because of the lack of confidence, um, perhaps you just do not know how to get started. Um, so that's stopping you right there. So, uh, lack of courage, fear, um, the confidence, all of that, if that's something that has been affecting you for a really long time, um, it's time to get someone who can objectively, um, come to the situation and say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader and this is going to be a no BS, uh, you know, journey for you once we start working together. But if you want to get there, then let's do it. 
Um, and in my own coaching work, you know, when I have a block um, and I go to my coach, man, I mean, like when someone just sort of gives you new perspective and, and lets you in on something new that you weren't seeing, you're like, oh, my mind blown, (laughs) you know? So, um, I, I mean, just from personal experience, wow, it's, it's worth it. It's really, really worth it. And, um, stepping into that bigness and going big and into a, an unknown space, like that is scary. It is so scary, but it's really worth it. And I've experienced it. So. Oh, I love it. And I love that you pointed out that it's like objective, right? Because you're stepping in, you're really doing the work yourself. You're stepping in and you're working with somebody, but it's really in such an objective um, setting that they really start seeing what they can do and and stepping past that lack of courage and fear, lack of, of confidence and really not searching, like you said, for that permission from somebody else, but really letting themselves in that guide that they have have inside their intuition. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so many times we just do not know how to access our intuition. Mm -hmm. And some of us have a better sense of intuition than others, but it's there. Yeah. So sometimes even working with someone just, it brings that out because you're like, Oh, right. Because I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, because all the women that I speak to and work with, they have different situations. Everyone has a different talent different causes, different priorities, different values, right? So I don't have a one size fits all uh, approach. I can't, (laughs) you know? And so, um, yeah, yeah, it's, no, I, working with someone can do. Yeah, no, I feel like I feel the same way. You are obviously like we're we're in, we're we're in the same, but so I really do feel the same way, and that, and that's what I tell um, a lot of my clients and a lot of people who are listening to this is, you know, when you do find yourself in that in that situation where you want to step into your passion, but like you said, it's you know you come again to to January first and you haven't done anything, so that's really um, like. Like almost like a like a like a ding in your in in yourself that you say like yeah I want to do this and I'm I'm feeling like I'm I want to but I haven't been able to and why totally so, yeah yeah well something that I wanted to mention too is that you're right it's this um, spans beyond just my generation right but um, I think millennials have a unique roadblock sometimes in taking this journey this particular journey of breaking out from the status quo and doing what really lights them on fire. And uh, I'd say that that permission piece is a big one for our generation because sometimes our parents are funding our lives. Like sometimes we're still at home. Sometimes we are at the mercy of our parents. And so that's a big hurdle to jump over. Ooh, I love getting into that topic. Like if you can get into more of that that topic, because again, I... I'm not from that generation. I'm more of a generation X where, where, um, so that generation is really, I don't, I don't really know much about it. So if you can get into it, I would love to have that conversation and just have everybody just, I guess, understand, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I, understand the struggles. (laughs) Yes, 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 absolutely. But you know, I mean, I'll preface that by saying with the struggle that comes uh, with being in our generation um, comes 
the resourcefulness. That's why I just love, love millennials. Um, I think we're really creative and resourceful. <laughs> um, so just to, I guess, like go right into it. If you don't know too many millennials and you hear a lot of things online about it, which I know you do. Um, I, so I started um, school right before the crash in the market. <laughs> and the class right after me, they really got it. Um, so, you know, our, everything from like our student loans to, you know, if you were coming right out of school at 2008, like that really sucked. Um, because, you know, probably the class before you came out and they got amazing jobs and people were waiting for them with great packages. And then all of a sudden that wasn't there anymore, mm -hmm. um, for a lot of people. <laughs> so, um, for a lot of the people who were like, oh man, those spoiled kids, they, you know, oh, they can't get a job. They can't do this and this. Um, you know, I've heard it all. Um, I don't think that they fail to realize that we're not in our parents' generation anymore. Mm -hmm. And what happened, um, with that crash caused a lot of financial woes for us. Right. So a lot of my friends, they have jobs. They have good jobs now. They have two and three jobs now, and they still live with their parents because they're trying to be responsible and tackle that debt, mm -hmm. you know, and there's only so much you can get out of your body and soul and spirit, um, you know, by working two, three, four, you know, I know some actors with seven, eight jobs, you know, and you're exhausted. You can't be a real person. So, um, you know, I think people fail to take those things into account um, when, you know, when they hear about millennials. And, um, and then it goes a step further when a millennial steps out and goes, well, I don't want the typical nine to five. I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to be like my grandparents who, you know, slaved for 12 hours a day, came home and, you know, had dinner and then a drink and went to bed and did the whole thing over again. And then people go, oh, well, you can't pay for anything. So, so what are you doing? You, you better do anything you can. <laughs> um, and uh, there are a lot of situations like that. And of course, um, I know some more specific situations, but those are things that you might hear from certain people um, arguing for or against millennials. <laughs> well, I think that it's amazing. And I think that um, just the access of, of being able to create your own life, right? And create it in such a way where it's not your typical nine to five and it's yeah. not, it's your passion. And yeah. I, like, I share that with you guys wholeheartedly <laughs> because I've yeah. been fighting. I felt like, I, I feel like I was born way too late because oh. I, I feel like I, I, you know, when I was going to school, there was a lot of like, well, this is your typical, this is your typical job. Like you shouldn't. And I would say like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to be creative because I am a creative soul. So yeah. I am so happy that you guys are, are, you know, shaking and moving stuff around and not have it be typical. And especially for me as a mom of two mm. who are still little and knowing that they're going to be moving when they get older into a space where they can truly like in all, in all ways, truly do whatever they want to do. So yeah. I thank you guys for kind of <laughs> <laughs> plowing that road for yeah. the younger generation. Well, that generation right behind us, they are really movers and shakers. It's so cool. 
So I'm looking forward to the work that they do in the world as well. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So tell me, um, tell me, Ashley, if you were to give at least maybe three pointers on, on how to, besides going to somebody, let's just say like, that's really um, the ultimate, right? And if somebody's not really a hundred percent sure that they do want to work with somebody, what advice could you give our listeners on like how to step into your passion and your talent? Oh, sure, sure. There are two main things that got my journey going and got me really thinking outside of, um, you know, the status quo box. So one day, and I, I feel like I maybe heard this from, you know, a, a free workshop or something like that. Um, but I started, I call it auditing my life. It sounds way too serious, mm. but I just started listening. I started um, almost going outside of my body when I was doing things and when I was with certain people and I would be like, is this enjoyable? Is, does this feel good? Um, and it was just that simple question every single time. And so from that, I started saying, okay, anything that does not feel good, I'm just, I'm going to start saying no. And uh, no is a magical word <laughs> when you want to start creating your, your best life. Um, so I started with that. And, um, and I actually did something that really uh, helped me was looking into my values. So it morphed into that from observing things on, you know, a very um, basic level, like, every day. Um, and so then I started saying, Oh, how, so how does all of this connect? What are my values? Because I did not know. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just, I didn't know. And you know, uh, those are things that really anchor you. Mm -hmm. Um, they give you benchmarks, right? So at that time I, I narrowed everything down. I, I did a lot of that work. I, I was like, what happened here? Oh, I really liked that. Why did I like that? And I narrowed it down to about five values. I wrote them down on, on a postcard right on my bulletin board before I was leaving the uh, apartment. Mm -hmm. And I would look at them every day mm -hmm. and remind myself uh, what, what was in my heart. Not my mom's, not my boyfriend's, not you know anyone else's, not the celebrities that I was seeing. What was in my heart? And uh, my life started slowly but surely shifting. Oh, I love that, and I love that um, that you you wrote your values in postcard and made it visible because I think that um, is really the key, you know. And and starting from from that basic questioning into like going into like that that those value uh, mm -hmm. benchmark mm -hmm. just makes such a huge difference. Oh, I yeah. love it. I love it, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And definitely, you know, that last step, like putting the, putting them up on the bulletin board, that's super important because if you're a person like me out of sight, out of mind, like if you don't see your calendar, you have no idea it's happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> then you need to like put it up somewhere where you can see it and, um, you know, be reminded of it daily. Mm. Mm -hmm. And what would you say would be like, are those the two main things is really 
basically kind of going through your life and auditing, like you said, and then looking at your values or is there, is there more? Well, I think there's a lot more. Um, that's, that's the start. Like that's the surface, right? Because like I said, that's where I started my whole, um, I think just looking inside and doing a lot of inner work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, (laughs) yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot more, um, but it starts there and I'll say, I'll probably leave it there because that takes time. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It does. And it does take time. And I think that a lot of people when they're going into that transition period, right? And 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 and, and asking, I think the first one that's really the big big one is I think that we understand like where our lack of courage is and where our um our fear is, right? But I mm-hmm. think that a lot of us and I'm including myself in this is that we don't really understand where this permission comes from. I know that you touched base a little bit about millennials and asking permission and especially when it comes to like working really hard, but we're still, you're, you're still dependent on, you know, the family's income in some way because Mm -hmm. it's just not, you know, working so many jobs, it's still not enough to pay. right? Right. But we we really come to a point in our life where permission is such a huge step and seeing where we need that permission from. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so yeah. could you talk a little bit about um about that permission piece that I think that people um, I know we skipped really quickly on it, um, but I kind of wanted to go back and, and, and talk a little bit deeper in, in that realm. Sure, sure. Permission, I always, I always think about this because I see it, I see it in a lot of women. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it just comes in different forms every day. And really, I think we're just under a spell from permission. So there are things that go deeper that cause that need for it, right? A lot of women are, we're people pleasers. Like I'm raising my hand right now. I'm a people pleaser. And um, I always want to make people happy. I always want to make them feel safe. And I think that is one aspect of it. You know, if I, if I kind of, if I rock the boat, oh, you know, I don't want to make, I don't want to make so-and-so not like me. You know, I I don't want to feel like I'm being difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I'm, if I'm in this great job right now, then I don't want to seem ungrateful, you know? So that's definitely an aspect of it. Um, Permission. (laughs) Man, I mean, we can really unpack permission. Um, A lot of it just comes out of fear. Mm -hmm. A lot of it, a lot of it comes out of fear. Um, And I think um, another aspect of permission is perfectionism. Mm -hmm. So just discussing that, um, 
I am also a perfectionist. I call myself a perfectionist in recovery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Me too, girl. Me too. Yeah, right. It's, it's, I'm like, it's, I'm like people pleaser. Yup, sign me up. I yeah. was, I definitely suffered from that one. Uh, perfectionism. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Those are the two big pieces um, for permission. So people pleasing and perfectionism. So let's talk about that perfectionism piece. Uh, This is something I really, really had to battle for a very long time. And so the reason why it is so connected to permission is that, so if we, if you go back, right, and you think about things that you've done in the past, uh, maybe you gave yourself the go to do something and it just like crashed and burned and it was terrible and you fell on your face and that to you brought up feelings of shame and embarrassment, you know, and you're like, oh, oh my God, oh, I don't want to do that to myself again. I don't want to look stupid. Mm. So then you internalize that and you start, um, you know, using that excuse again and again to make safer decisions. And eventually that can turn into, you know, well, I'm just going to wait for someone else to give me the go. I want them to agree. I want them to say it's, it's good too. You know, and for, and really that can last a lifetime. You can end up not doing anything that you want to do because of that fear of not doing something right. Yes. I completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, perfectionism is one of those like evils that we, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're so afraid to, to be outside of the norm sometimes because we're so collective and we really want something to fit into a box and it's so pretty and it has tissues and it has a beautiful bow, but sometimes, you know, um, getting into it too much. Yes, I agree. Like it just makes it, um, hard to get out of your own way and it keeps you stuck. It really does. It keeps you stuck in that, in that same repetitive, um, cycle that you've, that you've been living. And so, stop being so like, stop (laughs) being, wanting to be so perfect because it's really like the unperfectness is, is perfect. Yes, yes, exactly. Not only that, but perfection just does not exist. It doesn't exist. You cannot be perfect. So stop trying because it's never going to happen and it's always going to end in disappointment. So that's, that's the first thing you just have to go, oh my goodness. Okay. This is really exhausting. Let me stop here. (laughs) Right. Stop with that and let it go. And the other thing that people need to understand. And and when I, when I started understanding this, my business started shifting and the actions that I was taking every day. So actually it's, it's quite ironic actually, because perfectionism comes from, from wanting to be successful at something, but Mm -hmm. we're holding ourselves back every time, you know, and procrastinating and saying, oh, well, when I get it perfect, when I have all my decks in a row and it, you know, when it looks perfect, I'll do it. And we never pull, you know, the, the lever. We never, never like go and do it. So the thing is you have to, you have to like fall on your face. And, and when you're trying something new, when you're going for something that is unknown, it's bound to happen that you're not going to be so great at it when you start. But confidence and mastery comes with 
doing it. Yes. Right. Yes. It comes with action. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's where it starts to happen. Plus the fact that just, just in terms of human psychology, when people see that you are growing and evolving, they are really like, that's sexy. <laughs> like, they're like, oh my God, she did that. Like, she was not that great at that thing. And now she like is amazing. Yeah, you're owning it. You're finding your your passion. And yeah. I think that that's where what the key is. And I think that, you know, for th- for those who who do know what their talents and their passion is, this is amazing, amazing advice. Um, but what happens to those those people who, you know, know that there's something um, that's missing, um, that it, that they are going to their nine to five, but still like before, you know, kind of they wanted this so bad and they worked so hard um, at all this, right? They got past their fear. They got past their perfectionism, but they're still not happy. Like what, what would you say to, to, to those people um, that are listening? Are you saying the, are they still in a, wait, can you, can you say that again, actually? Sure. It's almost like the people that have done all this, right? They kind of went past the permission. They kind of went past the perfectionism, but they're still doing that nine to five job that they thought that they wanted, Ah. but they're not happy because they know that there's something else that they they want but they're just not clear on on any of it like they don't know what talents they have Mm. or what passion and so they're stuck because they don't even know how to how to step into it bigger (laughs) yeah yeah yes yes okay i totally understand now yes um so for those people that perhaps even went to a career coach before and Mm. you know they were like oh well you know, this thing you're great at and this thing, and you can apply this to that job. And, you know, they go and do it and they still feel pretty terrible and miserable. Um, you know, I would say that perhaps they are meant to step into their bigness in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps um, they are using those skills and talents in a way inside of an organization. Um, but I think it really matters how you're using your skills. Um, and on top of that, something that matters inside of corporate America, which might be why, um, millennials are such resourceful, creative entrepreneurs is that in an organization, you might be using all your, all of your skills and you might be a superstar and you are not being appreciated. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we're not around the same, the, the uh, like-minded people who are open to exploring things. Mm-hmm. So it might be an environment thing. It might be a community thing. Right. It might be that you need to put your resources towards a different thing altogether. Right. Right. So if you, if you just don't know <clears throat> and you're still lost and you either know something's there, you just don't know how to put it together Um, then that is where a community comes in. So you need to start surrounding yourself with the people who are like you, who have the same types of big visions for themselves. And perhaps you need to start making a plan and an exit strategy with a coach 
I love it. Yeah. And I also think that like, and I know this to be true. I feel like sometimes when we get out of our own way, right, mm-hmm. we just stop like making to-do lists, you know, <laughs> like, I feel like if we just let things happen, like sometimes we just really truly, and I know this sounds cheesy, but fall into what we're meant to fall into, right? We fall right. into our own talents. We fall into our own passion. And all of a sudden this fire ignites and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I think there's, um, I think when you leave a space, first of all, there, there are two parts to this. I think when you start learning to say no, mm-hmm. that creates space in your life. And a lot of the time, the universe will really be on your side and things will fall into your lap, opportunities that you didn't think about and that you really weren't even looking for. And you might say like, oh, oh, okay. You know, something random and you're like, wow, that's weird. But look at it, look at the opportunity mm-hmm. and see if it's, if it's maybe something that could awaken something in you or just a fun experience. Maybe you'll meet really great people doing it. Maybe you'll find a passion that you did not know existed. So yeah, I would agree. Sometimes, like even for me on a daily basis, I'll leave. Um, I mean, my schedule changes a lot, but I I learned um, uh, schedule blocking, you know, Mm -hmm. blocking out your calendar. And um, someone once told me to leave a three hour buffer to just like, you can sit there and think if you want, you can, (laughs) you know, I mean, not for the whole three hours, but, um, you know, maybe leave space for yourself to like journal or like walk, take a walk. Yeah. And I feel like planned, right? Yeah. I feel like the, and, and I feel like the generations, um, or as, as the years have gone by, it's more, um, acceptable, right? To just be able to have that um, journaling experience and, and asking the questions, what's going to make me happy um, in turn? Because we all know that if you fill yourself up with all that goodness and all that, that stuff, that passion and, 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 and keep on moving yourself forward in a bigger way, it's just going to spread out to like all the people around you. So that's for me, at least that's one of the main reasons why, you know, pushing forward or um, in a bigger way and doing the things that I love, um, it's not just for myself. I mean, it may sound a little bit like, oh, I want to do this. But in reality, it's really for for everyone. Because once you're happy, it's contagious. So, like everybody around you is happy. It really is. It really is. And people go, oh my goodness, what, what have you been up to? You look great. And you sound like things are going really well. You know, and you tell them about what you might be working on. Maybe you're, maybe you're struggling on something, but you're doing it. Right. And (laughs) exactly. Uh And that that could be really inspiring to a lot of people. That could be a nudge that they need. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, and that's just beautifully um, said for, for everybody and the reasons, basically the reasons why you want to step into it in a bigger way, because um, you know, I know for myself, when I finally got over my own stuff and started to 
really help uh, my clients and women um, and both, both men and women step into their own uh, zone of genius. It was really, you know, I stepped into it. Like I stepped into it and made changes for myself, but also made changes for everybody around me, mm-hmm. my family, my friends. So like, I also feel like it's, it's important to bring up the topic that it's, you're not doing this just for you. Like we say, step into it in a bigger way, but there's really almost like a cause and effect to it, right? There absolutely is. If, if you take a, a, a deeper look though, um, when you're not living in that bigness, that's actually a little more individualistic if you mm-hmm. think about it, mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to, you're going to your job, you're doing what you have to do. You're not that happy about it. Um, and so you're not feeling that fulfilled and therefore you cannot make others feel that fulfilled either. Right. Right. So you're, it's, it's, you're having an effect, but in the opposite direction. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So when you step into that, you know, that ownership of who you are and how that can be fulfilling and meaningful for you, all of a sudden you are inspiring other people, your business. Um, you know, you might care a lot about social impact. Then you're really inspiring a lot of people and you're helping a lot of people. And, you know, perhaps that really, that leads you to, oh, you know what? I really want to do some work with this organization. I wasn't able to do it before because I was working so much. Or, you know, the hours didn't work, but now I have like the flexibility in my schedule. I want to go do some volunteer work. I mean, like just simple things like that. That's beautiful. Start to happen for you and you start affecting people every day. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I love that message, like as, as the end message, because I feel like that's where we really need to kind of step into, into the, into the space where, you know, it's not just about myself, you know, and it's not just about me having these amazing talents. It's really about stepping into it, but also stepping into it to fulfill, you know, the universe and in wholeness, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So Ashley, tell me, um, you know, I love your message and I love how you're helping people move into their passion. How can anybody contact you or what are you doing next? And, and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to be putting in your link um, into this uh, talk, but you know, tell the listeners how they can, if they resonate with your message and say, you know, I'm really ready to like step into it in a bigger way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How can they reach you? Sure. Sure. Um, So first you can email, I think the best way is to email me. Um, So I don't know, are we allowed to do that? Am I allowed to leave my email? (laughs) Sure. Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so, (laughs) so yeah, my email, it would be ashley at queencreative.com and I'll spell that out for you. Um, queen is spelled with a KW, the pop culture way. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so queencreative.com and, uh, I do have, um, my 
group program, which is like so exciting. Um, so that's the name Millennial Mavericks Circle. And we will be meeting and convening next month. Oh, how fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like more of a virtual thing or is it like, are you meeting up in person? It's going to be a virtual thing. So you can be anywhere. You can be in Alaska and it'll be awesome. Um, that'll be for three months. It is a uh, three-month business foundations accelerator. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So for that person that we were talking about before who was like, I'm still in my nine to five. I've done that work before, you know, the, the inner work um, that it starts with and I'm still kind of lost and I don't feel fulfilled at my nine to five. You know, what do I do? How do I put it all together? That's, I mean, that's who I'm talking to. Um, if you need to get deeper and you need to sort of pull out the gems and, you know, figure out, oh, okay, I do want this to be a part of my work, then that's what we do. And we come to a point at the end of the three months where you are ready to launch something and start talking about something. And, you know, you've quite possibly put together a plan to work into that, right? And to get out of that nine to five if you're still in one. Oh my gosh, how exciting. I love that. And how yeah. can they find details on that? Is it going to be like, do they just email you or is there going to be like something online that they can, they can look into? Yeah. Yeah. So I have, um, I have a link for you. Um, it's the program description mm -hmm. and, um, I don't know, depending on when this gets up, I, the site might be up the landing page. Okay. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I will, um, I'll tag everything on here. Um, I'm so excited. And thank you so much, Ashley, for joining of us course. and giving, giving our listeners some, you know, some strategies and, and, and moving forward and how yeah. to step into it bigger, um, in a bigger way. So yeah, thank you so much for letting me talk about this. I'm, I'm really passionate about it. <laughs> yes, me too. And I'm so happy. And, you know, it's, it's really important. It's important to get it out there. And it's important to have this kind of conversation with everybody. I know that it's like, you know, that your, your niche is uh, more millennials. Um, but I think that, like we said, and you said, um, it really does touch on a whole different levels. Um, throughout all ages because sometimes we get to this space in our lives where we're not happy anymore and we were just told to do it a certain way and all of a sudden it just doesn't seem right anymore so it right. fit into into what we thought our lives was were gonna be yeah. so um so awesome talk and thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> And to everybody who is listening, um, just thank you so much for listening. And as always, you know, my message is always, always to just be you. And thank you so much till the next time.